whatever you wind up doing is exactly what you should be doing. And I have not behaved one single day of my life. Not one day of my life have I behaved, and I am fine. I need your help. I can't tell you what it is. You can never ask me about it later, and we're going to hurt some people. Who's Kyle going to take? For joining us on the Nikki Maduro show, we have a very fun show ahead, and I see it in the chat. Chip Franklin is set to join us in the second half of our show. Um, if anybody remembers Chip, he was on KGO, he had his own show. Uh, I was on it with him before I got my own show. He does podcasts, he does podcast producing, he has a million things going on, and so uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to to hear him and, and have him on the show. Um, good morning, Kim McAllister. How are good you? Good morning. Aloha. I'm good. How are you? You know, it's, it's not as cold as it was yesterday, but I'm still not feeling, I'm I'm not mm. feeling a big snowstorm is supposed to be coming, um, today, actually. I think the snow arrives today. It's going to be blanketing the Sierra. So kind of want to go to this snow, mm. but I don't want to brave. I, I just want to go and sit in, you know. <laughs> In all honesty, I just want to sit in the lodge and have a nice warm drink and then watch everybody else freeze their ass off on the on the hill. That's kind of my favorite thing to do. So there you go. Yeah, that's what there's I like to do. There's a big thing right now. There's what? a rat. There's a rat in my kitchen. <gasps> yeah. How are you even concentrating on anything else in this world besides the fact that there is a rodent in your house? I see little footprints on the top of the stove in the morning. So oh, I know no. he's in there. I know he's in there. Oh, I, no. The other day, my husband and I moved the stove away from the wall. And because we think that's where that he's coming from. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of entry points behind there. So mm-hmm. we filled them up with foam and, you know, whatever. And put the stove back against the wall. So he can't be coming in from there anymore. So he must be in here trapped, not knowing how to get home. Oh, geez. I would be... Um, I, I don't know if anybody knows this about me. I, I like if, if the, <laughs> I can't even speak, I have a death fear of rodents, which is really, really funny because the capybara is the largest rodent in the world. And I petted that thing. It's just not the same. Oh, wow. Um, deathly afraid, deathly afraid wow. of, of mice and rats. Like there is nothing in the world <laughs> that scares me more. Like if I was ever on fear factor, it's like, that would be. That would be the thing that I'd be like, I'm out. I can't do it. I just, spiders I can't. for me. Spiders, definitely. I mean, spiders, yeah. I feel like I could, I could, I could catch a spider and step on it. You know what I mean? I can't, mm. I, I even get like, kind of like, <laughs> I can't step on a mouse or a rat. Like it will just scurry away or it'll climb up my arm. Nope. No, 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 no. I, I have, I, I'm so no. sorry. You know, here's the problem. There's not enough Clorox wipes in the world now because they no. they bring disease, right? Yes. I mean, yes. yeah. yeah. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm Clorox wiping. I'm, you know, <sighs> don't use the counter unless the, the, we Clorox wipe first because I don't know where he is or where he's been. Right. Exactly. Anyway, and yeah. you don't have any cats, right? Because I'm seeing it must have mm-hmm. cats. Snip per one per says. No, um, no cats here. My dog is lovely but useless. Uh, when I lived in um, <laughs> in uh, my old house, 
before, like I lived in my old house for years and years and years and years and years. Mm -hmm. And there was two times before Sacramento and after Sacramento and before Sacramento, we didn't have a ton of like feral cats in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And because we're right by the freeway and that kind of drainage area, right? We would get tons of mice and rats naturally because that's where they kind of lived, right? And so Mm -hmm. they would always come in the house and it was awful. And then when we moved back to, um, to the house after Sacramento, uh, one, we had a ton of feral cats. And two, I started hiring like an exterminator, monthly exterminator to just mm-hmm. make sure there was no holes in our house. And then we never had a, a mouse or a rat problem really after that. But when we did, I feel you there when before I moved to Sacramento, we had such a bad. I mean, I, I mean, when I say bad, there's probably like two mice, but that's bad enough for me. But they were in the cupboards, like what you're you're experiencing. Oh no, no, no! And when I came out, like so, the the they, because they were going after the food, right? And so they would come up, and sure. the way our 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 um, kitchen had been remodeled, there was all these kind of holes that they can get up behind the cabinet and come mm. out the door. See what I'm saying? And so I rem- I'll never forget this. I remember I came out of my bedroom and I kind of like made noise. And the exterminator had put mouse traps in the cupboards. Oh, God. And you just heard snap, snap, snap. And I'm like, oh, my God. I left. I left. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. you you now own this house. I am not coming back until all of this is taken care of. <laughs> Literally. if I, I wonder how high my heart rate is right now. Like, I can't. I can't handle it. I I, I feel so much. If you want to come down to San Jose, you could just live. <laughs> just hang there. out over there. Yeah. <laughs> I know. There's no way now. All right. Well, let's go. I, 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 I will be now distracted by your. Your rat, rat situation. I feel so bad for you. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, click the thumbs up button to show your support for the show. Please do that. The super chat is also live. You just look for the dollar sign under the live chat box. And uh, and that's why you can donate money to the show. We really, really, really do appreciate everybody that helps crowdfund the show. If you like it. Oh, Spencer coming in with a $5 donation. I love Look that. at that. Thank so you. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we need the donations to keep the show going. It's 100% crowdfunded. Uh, thank you to Meredith. I think I'm going to call you out for uh, joining the Medorables on our Patreon. Just go to thenickymedoroshow.com. Thenickymedoroshow.com. And yeah, um, you will be able to help support the show. And we really, 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 really do appreciate it. Uh, so you could donate any amount you want to, uh, you could donate $5, $10, $25, $50 a month. It's just one time a month, whatever you can afford one time a month. Think of it like a daily tip. That's what I like to say. Whatever you can afford every single day. (laughs) Thank you, honey. So, uh, my, my husband, uh, everybody say hi. Hi, James. Hi, James. Um, thank, thank you for this fine message. <laughs> Remember that time, he writes, that you pulled out the fridge chasing a mouse. You chased it. Broke the water line to the ice maker and flooded the kitchen. Great. He's okay. It was that bad. Okay. <laughs> it was one, me and my best friend. Two, we had been drinking. And three, I again am deathly afraid of mice and rodents. And so what happened was my friend and I are drinking. This is when I used to be a waitress. So I worked nights and my husband's then boyfriend worked days. Okay. So he's, a he's just let you know, he's aggravated with this story because he had to wake up. And so, uh, we're in the kitchen and I saw the freaking mouse. And so I'm like, ah, and of course my best friend, she's like, I'm going to help you with this. And so we're like trying to kind of maneuver the fridge to entice the mouse out. 
and we yank on the fridge so hard that the water line that goes to the ice maker snapped. Mm. And and then it's just flowing water. And so our drunk asses are trying to get a bunch of buckets. I run to oh James asleep because he has to wake up really early in the morning. And I'm like, the water, the water. He just walks his ass right in the front of the house and turns the entire water to the house off. And I was like, but I have to take a shower in the morning. He's like, tough beep. And like goes back to bed. So yeah, I think he's held on to that aggravation in that moment for a very long time. So yes, thank you, honey. Yes, I do remember that. So I was up working you know, on shows last evening and my husband is going to bed and he goes, so listen, he, we put a trap out, which didn't catch anything. Okay. He goes, listen, if something happens and you hear a loud crack, oh God, don't wake me up. I'll deal with it tomorrow. I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm awake now. We will deal with it now. We will no, deal with I'm it No, I'm not going to deal with it tomorrow with this, some Ew. thing sitting on the counter. Are you Ew, no. And then, you, oh, no. What if the dog gets it and starts eating it or something oh, terrible? No, you know what I mean? No. 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 We're not no if I hear that. a crack, we're dealing with it. I don't care yeah. what it is. We need to figure yeah. it out. Oh, Sandy, thank you for the $5 stupid sticker. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like feeling pity for, for you and uh, for my terrible, <laughs> terrible stories. It, I feels, swear. it sounds like I live in squalor. It, and that's the thing. You can be so clean. And the minute you have a mouse in your house, you feel like you're, you're filthy. And it's not true. Ooh. I know it's not true. But you're like, what did I do? What did I do to deserve this? That's what I say to myself. I go, I mean, what did nothing, I do to deserve? There's nothing for him to eat unless he's getting into the cabinets. That's what he's growth. doing. And they could fit in the, the tiniest of holes, Kim. The tiniest of holes. You should see me. Every time someone leaves a dish on the sink or leaves like crumbs oh on the counter, I'm like, do you know we have a rat? Yeah, exactly. Do you Why know that? that Mickey is making his, his home here? I don't mm -hmm. give a crap. Like, no. And again, if you did have cats... They do kind of take care of this. Again, when we moved, moved back, we had tons of feral cats. You guys remember I was bitching and moaning about it when I was on KGO. So many cats, which sucks because then you have to deal with cats all over the place. But never saw a mouse. I'll be honest. Never, ever saw a mouse ever again. Yeah, they are just around it. One, I, it, it doesn't matter. Don't beat yourself up over it. It's, uh, yeah. it's fine. It's fine. I'll let friend. you know how this works out. Okay. If I hear a snap in the background. <laughs> I'll applaud, but don't go out there. Um, I do want to let uh, everyone know one more thing, though, uh, just because I love conversations like this, and I love you guys love conversations like this. Just to let you know, Kim, the survey that I put out at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, part of me now, I'm reading all the responses. I'm like, did I do this just to feed my own ego? Because you guys are very complimentary. <laughs> Your show sucks. Nobody no? said that. Everybody no. loves the show. Everybody, but everybody. The reason why I'm bringing it up is. Almost everybody that had a response to certain questions said, I love the personal stories that you and Kim share. So I just wanted to bring that up because we're sharing about the rat stories. And I love it, too. I think that this is, creates the community and the fun part of the show. Uh, so if you want to take the survey, I'm really um, appreciating everybody that's just taking the time. It's a really quick. It takes you less than a minute. Um, and just the the link is the first link in the show's description today. I'm trying to remember to put it in every day. And so just go take the survey, um, give us any thoughts. And if you want to expand on it and there's not room or whatever, or I'm not addressing something in the in the survey, please email me at uh, our email, the Nikki Maduro show at gmail.com. Cause I want to get feedback and I'm going to do it more often because 
you know, honestly, because I had to pay for the subscription to Survey Monkey, Survey Monkey, and uh, I want to use it. So I'll be doing regular polls to get my money's worth on that. So, um, but yeah, so if you could do it, and thank you to everybody that took their time. Okay, uh, we'll do headlines in just a minute. I did want to see where we are. I was going to share the screen. So today, if you're not aware, and this is a really local story, but you know, national as well, because when this stuff kind of happens, uh, the officer, the memorial for the officer that was uh, shot and killed in Oakland, Tuan Lay, is underway. Let's listen in just a little bit. Yeah, it has. It was supposed to start. It's actually going to start in about an hour, but you can see they're all setting up right there. Uh, this is a live shot thanks to KTVU. Uh, so we will be keeping our eye on it. It's, you know, it's one of those things where <clears throat> when we talk about crime in the city, when we talk about, you know, doom loops and things like that, when then you see it taking the life of someone and a police officer, um, it's just tragic. And it really, really hits home for a lot of people. And it makes it makes it so people don't aren't proud of where they live. Does that make sense? It's like, oh, my God, don't come here. The greatest example. I don't know if you know this person, Kim. Do you know who Keith Lee is? No. OK, uh, it's because I follow these people on social media. I adore Keith Lee. I have followed him. For over a year now, his story is amazing. Um, he is from Vegas, and during COVID, he needed to make money. It was him, his wife, I think he has a couple kids, and he was broke. And so during COVID, he started rating and reviewing food from mom and pop shops. And his whole kind of um, brand is he goes to, he doesn't visit brand. He doesn't visit like chains, big chains. He visits the mom and pop shops that aren't doing well. So people reach out to him and they go, hey, there's this amazing fried chicken place, right? And I don't know why they're not doing well. Um, and so he goes in there and he sees and he has like basic three things he looks for. Is it, um, is it the marketing? Is it the food? Or is it uh, something else? What else is going on? And he sits in his car and he eats the food and he rates it. And I'm telling you, Kim, if you have Keith Lee come to your restaurant and he likes it, and he's really kind and he's fair. Like, I feel like he's a very fair food reviewer. You will instantly be in the black. Like, people will line Ooh. up. I mean, he has saved so many small mom and pop restaurants around the country because he's going on a tour. Well, he's coming to the Bay. He says he's going to be coming. And I'm trying to see. He's, he's, the Bay Area is going to be the first stop on this kind of tour that he's doing. So would you say he's like the nice Bay Area version of Gordon Ramsay? Um. Kind of, but he doesn't. He's not a chef. Okay. This is, this is what he. That's him. That's Keith Lee. I mean, he's gone. He's huge. If you follow, I, I mean, he's on TikTok and Instagram. He's on all the socials. But if you're into food videos, which I am, mm -hmm. uh, you know who Keith Lee is. You just do. He's a celebrity of this world, and uh, and he's really sweet and he's really he praises God. All the, he's very religious, uh, but not like in a pushy kind of way. He just says God is great and has blessed me so that I could bless other people. He pays for all of his own food. He tries when he orders the food, he'll use, he'll send other people in. He'll wear disguises because he doesn't want it mm -hmm. to be uh, like kind of skewed. But anyways, look him up, Keith Lee. Anyways, he announced that he's going to make the Bay Area one of his first stops this year. And people are telling him not to come. They're like, don't come out here. Please don't come out here. They'll rob you. They'll, they'll break into your car. They'll do all that stuff. And so this is what he said. He said, I heard a lot of people call the Bay Gotham City, which is funny because of that kid, but no, not in a good way. Uh, and the way my mind works is that's even more reason for me to come. Uh, he says that when he grew up, he learned the toughest situations, breed the toughest people and the most talented people. 
He wrote that he had a feeling the Bay Area had some talented people that he was supposed to meet. And he ended the video with a dose of realism, according to the Chronicle. He said he will not be leaving any possessions in his car and will not have any cash on his person. Not to mention, man, you're probably going to have a ton of people following you. So, um, yeah, I'm really, really excited to see where he goes. He's asking for some um, suggestions on any mom and pop shops that he should visit. And so, and, but he announced it's in the Bay Area. So I don't know if that's going to be San Francisco, Oakland, San Jose, somewhere in between. So uh, if you, if you know of one, you know, send it to Keith Lee. It's just like it sounds Keith, normal spelling Lee, L E E and, uh, and do that. But it was sad that, you know, people from the Bay were telling him not to come, but I get it. People are fed up. Now this video that I'm about to show you, I don't know where it's located. I tried to find if anybody had a location. I'm just going to say it's from the Bay. But this is what I want to happen in the Bay. Even if it's not in the Bay, this is what I want to happen. Now, you guys got on me when I shamed that guy at Big Lots for stealing the cart full of stuff, right? I yell. I didn't get it. I didn't, I didn't like approach the guy or touch the guy, but I did yell. You should be ashamed of yourself. And you guys told me that I was going to get shot. What would your mother think? <laughs> I'm sorry. He was old. He was, he should be ashamed of himself. But anyways, these are my people. These are my people in this video right here. And I am so, I love it. I love it. So what you're about to see is there's a guy and he's coming and he's busting through a door at a Starbucks to get those cups. Okay. Remember we were talking about the Stanley cups oh, and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So he's going to steal. And I think he's with another woman. He's trying to steal all these boxes in front of all of these people. And look what happens. Come on video. Let's go here. It's buffering. I apologize. You just look at people's butts right now. All right. Come on. <laughs> Maybe it's because I have the KPU stream going on. Come on. Okay. So this guy, basically, this guy is jumping over the counter. Let me refresh. Let me refresh this. Let's see if this will happen. Sometimes you gotta. I, I swear to God, I hate my computer sometimes. Come on. Come on. You could do it. It's such a good video. And I want you guys to tell me if you think that this person um, is wrong in what they're doing. Because I don't think so. I think that if you're going to stand in front of people, okay, if you're going to stand in front of people and steal something, it's about time. Oh, let me just stop it. Uh, it's about time that people stood up and said, no, you can't do that anymore. Because the problem is, is dangerous there though, dangerous. You don't know who these people are. You don't know what they're packing. You don't know. You don't I know understand and, what you're saying, but let yeah. me tell you, let me say this. Okay. So there's consequences for not doing anything. There are consequences for not stopping these retail thefts. That's that Safeway in San Francisco is yeah. shutting down off Webster Street because of crime. The fact that they have to lock things up all the time, which makes people not want to go to that store, right? So what do you I, do when you lose I, these things because of theft? I completely agree. But is it worth a life? Is it worth the risk to your safety to stop to say something and say, you know, knock it off? I mean, if we don't, okay. I understand what you're saying. I'm not saying if it looks like this person has a gun, let's say, or something like that. I get it. Like, you don't want to put yourself at risk for something like that. Mm -hmm. But if it's just simply you, the person doesn't look armed, right? They look like they're just on their own and they're just walking out because they have that audacity. I think, and you're like with a bunch of other people. I don't know, Kim. I just kind of feel like at some point society needs to step up and be like, that is not okay. It's not okay for anybody to walk in and take whatever they want 
from the store shelves just because they want it. And damn it, this isn't working. But it's such a good video. I'll play it if it it ever comes up. I completely agree with you. But I would tell my kids, your life is worth more than $20,000 of Lululemon leggings to me. So if you saw them, if you were at a store and you saw someone stealing all this stuff. Right. You know, back away slowly because it's stuff. It is stuff. And I get what you're saying. It is just stuff. But if it's always just stuff to other people and then there's a ripple effect. If there's a ripple effect of a neighborhood like the one in Webster Street in San Francisco no longer has a regular grocery store, Mm -hmm. there is then a a huge consequence to people's lives. And uh, and if if we could stop unarmed people, okay, and I understand it. If we could stop unarmed people, people that look like they're not packing, and I know we never truly know, but like you know that they're just stealing it because they're they're a holes, okay. If we could stop them and give people pause. And not send this message that it's a freaking free for all. I'm for it. And I know, but I, I do, I understand. I wouldn't want my kid to do it. I guess that's what I was saying. Like, I don't want anyone I know being put at risk, but all right, well, let's do some headlines. If, if the video will ever stop buffering, we'll go back to it. Um, we do have Chip Franklin again, as a reminder, in the second part of the show, a ton of political news, I know. And he has a, a bunch of podcasts that he's either contributing to or helping produce. So we'll tell you all about those plans. We are again, keeping our eye on the Tuan Le, the officer that was shot and killed kind of going along with this story is just people are robbing places and, and police respond and then people lose their lives. And, and I get it. I get the fact that there's always a risk in stopping these people. And so obviously our hearts go out to the lay family. Uh, but let's take a look at some other headlines with Kim. Now from around the world to up your street, the Nikki Maduro show presents new czar Kim McAllister. Getting uh, hot for Alejandro Mayorkas. Ooh, look at you. You're getting hot for him. Ooh. Now, you know what, Nikki? <laughs> I'm going to sick my rat on you. The (laughs) first impeachment hearing against Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas is underway right now. Republicans have slammed his handling of the southern border as the number of migrants crossing hits record levels. Another hearing is possible next week, and a full House vote could come later this month or in early February. Hunter Biden's legal team is wondering why Republicans don't want him to testify publicly. Yeah, why don't you? Hmm? The president's son stormed out of a congressional committee hearing on whether to hold him in contempt after showing up on Capitol Hill unannounced. Hunter did not answer questions as he left unaccompanied by his legal team. Oh, he was there. That's cool. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and, yep, uh, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley will be the only White House hopefuls on stage in tonight's Republican presidential primary debate. You guys going to watch it? Mm. No. Alongside former President Donald Trump, they are the only ones that qualified for the CNN debate set to go down in Des Moines, Iowa, just days ahead of that state's first in the nation caucuses. Trump has chosen to skip this event opting instead to take part in a Fox News town hall with the latest polling showing him in first place, Haley in second, DeSantis way back down in third. I mean, again, I'm not voting for any Republican, but I do think that anybody but Trump is a, is an appropriate rallying call. I just do. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'll probably tune in and watch parts of it just because I'm a political junkie that way. 
But I could see how a lot of people might think I've seen enough. I know enough now. I right. Well, you. I mean, I think that if it's just between Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis, I mean, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I know it's mean and it's really bullying like, but the guy is weird, right? Like mm-hmm. Ron DeSantis, he doesn't, he doesn't do human good. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a weird dude. He stands weird. He walks weird. And I know it's just like they they pick and choose the clips to make him really awkward. But I just and he's dangerous. I really do. I think that he's. I think that Nikki Haley is as well. I think any Republican in, in, under this kind of platform is dangerous. But anybody but Trump. Anybody but Trump. I will maintain that hands down. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. So we've been following the um, the global warming, the global risks. Well, apparently there's a big risk of global catastrophe. Oh, fabulous. You know, just, you know, to bring up your day a little bit. Happy Wednesday. Experts on identifying global risks say they see a high chance of global catastrophe within a decade. The World Economic Forum survey shows nearly two-thirds of respondents expect a higher chance of disaster in the next 10 years and about 30% expect the same in the next two years. The report cites risks from misinformation, a potential recession, and extreme weather events. So. That's the last one is the one I'm most uh, afraid of. Again, when I watch that thing on Netflix, You Are What You Eat, there, mm-hmm. by the end of the decade, this decade, we're going to see huge changes. I mean, look at what keeps happening in Santa Cruz. You know what I mean? Like, that frightens the crap out of me. I actually have more faith that people, and I maybe I'm, I shouldn't even say it, but I do have more faith that people kind of get fed up with BS, right? Like, yes, the pendulum can swing, but, you know, hopefully we could do something about that, but we need to do something about the climate. ASAP. ASAP. And if we yeah. were, and, you know, going back to the whole meat thing and, and stuff like that, if we were really, truly serious about climate change and reducing the impact of, of what cattle, specifically cattle, does to the planet, um, you know, meat should be so much more expensive. And I know that many people are, it is hell expensive, way more expensive. So people have to eat less of it. And the default should be something that's uh, a meat alternative. I just honestly watch that, that documentary again. I don't know if it's just my age, but it really resonated with me. Um, I wonder though, you talk, you're talking about Santa Cruz mm-hmm. after another damaging pounding situation with waves hitting a pier that's already under repair from the last go around. Mm -hmm. Is it the end of us having these long piers stretching out into the, over the water? I I mean, mean, how many times are you going to spend $20 million to fix it? Or beachfront property. I mean, look at, and, and then this debate over like seawalls. Oh, we need to build a seawall to protect our homes. Cities realize that they don't want to invest in a seawall. They want to get your, they, what a lot of people are saying is we need to buy out these people for their homes and then rent it so we can get rid of people as necessary because they're too close now. Oh, it's so great to have beachfront property. It's not going to be beachfront property anymore. It's going to be in the ocean like these piers, right? I mean, look at the those really cute painted homes in Capitola. Mm-hmm. They were in the ocean for a while. I mean, the, the waves just went right up to them and into them. Which Recently, is, again. Yes, yeah. this past storm. So again, it's just, and that's somebody's property. Now, are we gonna are we gonna invest in in fixing those places up, thinking that we're gonna beat the ocean? No, 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 no. No, no you can't. I mean, and how do you expect that those people would have insurance 
It's because how many times you imagine how many times you're gonna file a claim for exactly. uh for you know your house being flooded? Yeah. Exactly. At some point, you just have to expect it. I don't know. I mean, we have to make changes like this. I don't yep. know. I it's yeah. hard, and, and it's and it's a hard thing to tell people like, oh, this this gorgeous property that right now is not inundated with water and has beachfront, and you get to wake up to the sound of the waves. That is a dream for so many people. It's going to become a nightmare. Climate change is happening. Get your head out of the sand, literally and figuratively, and let's do something about it. This story. Oh, That's another crazy. Totally. Alaska Airlines facing new troubles following a scary incident in which a panel blew out of a plane during a packed flight last week. Alaska Airlines flight from Everett, Washington to Honolulu was redirected to Portland Tuesday due to this issue with its radios. On Friday, the door plug on an Alaska Airlines Boeing 737 MAX 9 aircraft blew out during ascent, tearing a passenger's shirt clean off his body. I didn't hear about the shirt being. I heard about the shirt. Yeah. Yeah. They like, which makes sense. But again, I would have soiled pants as well. I mean, I just, I can't imagine. I can't imagine how frightening that had to be. I mean, I don't know if you're flying Alaska Airlines right now. You're like, hey, are you guys okay? Because I don't know. Hold that door in. Hold that door. I don't know how this is going to work out. Big day for California. Yep. This is the day to find out California's true budget shortfall. Governor Gavin Newsom will present his budget proposal in just a few hours. The Department of Finance says it won't be as high as the $68 billion projected by the state legislative analyst's office last month. Either way, every agency agrees cuts will be needed. How far we've fallen from our big surplus to now we need money. About $26 billion of the deficit is from the previous budget year. Lawmakers, $26 billion with a B. Lawmakers didn't have all the tax revenue counted when they put their spending plan together last summer due to tax filing extensions after severe winter storms. This year, they might have a better picture of what's actually happening. Speaking of taxes... Hmm. A new wealth tax in California is getting its first hearing today. State lawmakers set to consider a bill that calls for one and a half percent tax on those worth one billion dollars or more. Mm. If approved, that could happen as soon as this year, while a one percent tax on those worth 50 million would start in two years. The assemblyman behind the bill says it would be fiscally responsible to look at people who pay too little or little to no taxes and then again ask the working or middle class to take on new taxes. So I just don't understand mm -hmm. how if you're making that much money that you don't want to be like, look, yes, so many of our problems could be solved if you just tax me and I'll still be extremely rich like that. It's just greed. I don't. I just don't get it. I mean, we're talking about an obscene, obscene amount of money. And and then there and, and there's actual people that are like, no, nope, you can't tax me. I want to keep the loopholes the same for me as it is for a teacher and blah, blah, blah. Give me a friggin' break. I mean, I would imagine if you have, you know, a billion dollars, one per- you don't want to pay that. You know, you do anything you can to get out of it and all your buddies know exactly so how to do why? it. Why? Why if you have a billion dollars? Can you not pay more in taxes? Why? You're not doing anything. You know what the wealthy do? They hoard their cash. They hoard their wealth. They're not, you know, spending a million dollars a day. They don't it's it's greed, Kim. It's straight up greed. I don't get it. Okay, so let me just put this and and I'm not defending the rich by any means. Okay. 
<laughs> they're not my people. But <laughs> if you had a lot of money, would you would you feel the same way? Would you say, listen, I have a lot of money. I don't mind paying through the nose in taxes. Or would you say, I have a lot of money. I guess I need to find a tax person that can help me save on my taxes. It would matter how much money I had. If I was a, if I had a million dollars, I would want a tax guy to help me make, keep it a million, right? I, I, mm-hmm. I get, Kim, we're talking about billion. Like that's insane. That's insane to be like, nope, I need, I need to save my money. You should have a, a financial expert that lets you live high on the hog and that you don't even care how much you're paying. That's my thing. It's like, as long as I stay no. extra wealthy, I don't care. Like, I that's how like I would it, say. I would just like it noted, this is why we're not rich. <laughs> because we don't have this mindset right? Well, of do anything to collect more, 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 more. They're just selfish. It's greed. It's straight. Uh, and, there's, uh, and I'm going to add the caveat that there are people... You know, uh, Warren Buffett, other people that are like, tax me, tax me better Mm -hmm. because I do, I'm not going to be a fool and just give you my money, but yeah, I'm not going to fight against tax changes. I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? Like there should be the more money you make because where else are we going to get the money, Kim, from the poor people? That's the whole thing is like, well, the poor people should be able to, they don't have money. You have the money. You go where the money is. It does. It's, it's, it makes sense. Well, yes, from the poor people, because we're clawing money back from, you know, middle, middle, lower, lower class, you know, as far as income goes from people who can't afford to pay it. So absolutely, that's what we're doing. Some changes in San Jose. Yeah. Yeah. The Bay Area's largest city is about to start searching for a new police chief. San Jose police chief Anthony Mata is retiring in March after 28 years with the department. He says it wasn't an easy decision, but he believes it's the right time to take on a new role within the Santa Clara County District Attorney's Office. The mayor wants the recruitment process to be within the department and across the nation as well. Yeah, he's kind of popular. I was, um, I don't have anything bad to say about him. I really don't. I mean, obviously San Jose's had its own issues, but um, I heard one person on KTVU this morning, and I forget what organization they, I don't know. I don't think it was the NAACP, but uh, basically saying that they liked Mata, but they do wish that he had put, more people of color within the organizational or the higher ranks. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, but other than that, I think that's the, <laughs> the most negative thing that anybody, at least right now, has been saying about him. Um, you know, I think, <clears throat> you know, a lot of it falls on the mayor. When we talk about crime and organization and budgetary things, the mayor and the city council, obviously, because we're not a strong mayor system in San Jose. Uh, but, yeah, we'll see uh, who who takes his place. The uh, police in Ann Arbor, Michigan, say there were 21 fires on Monday night, but no arrests made after the University of Michigan won the National Football Championship. Here's Go Larba! Yeah! Boy, they were partying at, uh, in Ann Arbor. Woohoo! But yeah, lots of fires. Wait, wait, don't set those fires. Oh, Ann Arbor Fire Chief Mike Kennedy saying there may be many apartments missing couches, but no vehicles <laughs> or structures were damaged and there were no long-standing consequences from celebrations on Monday night. Police say the celebrations were fun, they were responsible, and they were peaceful. I mean, that yeah. does look like a couch. Mm-hmm. Mm, it does. Yeah. And Jim Harbaugh, the coach, obviously the former 49ers coach. I was really sad when he left. But um, yeah, congratulations <laughs> to him. He did it. Can you imagine roommates like, what? hey, where's the what couch? What happened to our couch? <laughs> We're just sitting down like, you know, in the dark thing in the chairs there. And you're like, oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> you guys suck. Yeah. Miller. 
This Milla. is the last, lastly, I, only because I couldn't find the mints. Coming soon, mints that taste like Miller Lite. Ew, why? The beer brand plans to start selling beer mints this Friday that are hailed as having the freshness of mint, but the great <laughs> taste of Miller Lite. That's the, an oxymoron. Great taste, Miller Lite? No, what? no thank you. The alcohol-free mints are being marketed for those taking part in dry January, where oh, people stop. either abstain from or cut back on alcohol for the month of January. The mints are five bucks a tin for 40 mints and they'll oh. be available at MillerLightBeerMints.com. Mm. Uh, no you know i mean i'm trying to think like what would what alcohol would i like paired with a mint i, I mean it would have to be something like kalua or bailey's not cheap gross beer like no thank you uh, uh that sounds disgusting to me no you don't want that no. oh look at they make it even to get into the website they make me enter my birthday. Of course they do. Because I was going to MillerLightBeerMints.com. Yep. Not that I... Oh, you can get $5 off my first order. Like, if you... If you are so hopped up on you must have the taste of beer... Yeah, yeah, you have a problem. Then... I mean... That you need to order the beer mints? I don't know. Maybe it's just something kitschy that, you know, people like. Oh, well, yeah. And, and they're trying to mark it on the dry January, which, again, if you're doing it, that's great. I was talking to my friend the other day about dry January, and she's like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm like, I'm not doing it either, but I also gave up drinking during the week, so if you add up all those days, I'm doing more than a month of there no alcohol. Are. Oh, there There's they are. The beer mints. Yeah. I mean, that's just, yeah, it's just a novelty. Hey, can I get one of those beer mints? Ew. No. Mm-mm. <laughs> John Slade, Miller Lite, warm piss, even if it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the mint you wanted. No, no thank you. it is not. This no, report is, like... <laughs> is sponsored by you, which by means you. we do rely on you guys to help us fund the show. And we really, really appreciate all the help you can get. Uh, you can give us <laughs> all the help we can get, true, too. <laughs> Find us, please, at thenickymadoroshow.com, thenickymadoroshow.com. The Patreon link there, the PayPal link there, and all the other stuff, too. I'm Kim McAllister, and this is The Nikki Maduro Show. It is indeed. Okay, I found it. I found the video. I, I, I wanted to show you the X version of it. I don't know why, but I was just looking there. TMZ has the video, too. Okay, again, just to recap. Uh, and I know you guys are all... I agree with Kim. My life is worth more than a Stanley Cup. Yeah. Every day and twice on Sunday, okay? Like, I completely agree, but... I think we're we're reaching this breaking point where we're like, screw you. And if there's enough of us in a store and you don't look armed, okay? Like, I'm going to show this video. I love what these people did. Now, damn it, this video better freaking work because I've been building it up so <laughs> much. But here we go. Uh, here we go. <laughs> They're commanding the guy. Look, look he's going to jump over right here, this guy. Break the whole thing. And he's just walking. This woman's trying to stop him. She, that's me. Fucking loser. Get up, get up. Stupid. Get up, get him. Stop 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 him. I didn't touch him. I didn't touch him. Stop him. Stop her. Stop her. And then that chick, I think, is the great her. I think she tried to grab my bag, you guys. Look at this. is insane. Look at this. He is insane. Look at this. Yeah. Yeah, and then he walks out with nothing. Good. Nothing, a-hole. No, 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 no. We have one. Wow, you guys. 
Look at that. See? Now, wrong, right? I am 100% loving that. I'm Whoa. loving that. Okay. Okay. Let's just go over all the... Okay, I have to... Uh, yes. On one hand, I'm like, that's awesome. But on the oh. other hand, I'm thinking, let's let's think about all the things that could go wrong here. <sighs> Number one, somebody gets injured. Number two, the guy gets hurt and ends up suing all the people and the store. Ugh. Well, I know it's ridiculous because he's the one who put himself in the position, right? But there's a reason they tell you, they tell their employees, don't touch these people, right? But I don't think it was a security guard that was no, that tackled it him. was the general public. Yes. And then the I'm next thing you know. I'm making a arrest. making a citizen's arrest. That's what they would <laughs> <can> say. <laughs> but then Nikki Maduro gets a, a note in the mail. I need the woman in the puppy jacket. <laughs> that this missed man is suing you. For emotional distress, Bring me to blah, court. blah, blah, blah. Bring and then me to you open court. up a can of worms for five minutes of life where he could have walked out with a bag of groceries. I know. I know. There's I know. Something, there's something cathartic about seeing people band up, band together, and just say, you know what? No. I like that. I but do on like the other that. Hand, it, it made me feel so warm and fuzzy inside that people were like, screw you, dude. I also think it was the cups. Like everyone was probably like wanting the cups. And then this guy was going to steal all the cups. And they were, so it was, if he walked out, let's say with a teddy bear that nobody wanted, would there have been this outrage? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but because it was the cups. So that was, what was in the bag? Was it the bag full of those Target? The, the box. Was, yeah, he, he just busted through the, he just w went up, stole the whole box, went in the mm. back of the, I guess of the, um, the counter. And stole the whole box and was just walking out, busting through and everything like that. And the thing that gets my blood going, and I'm just letting you know, is he didn't give two Fs. He was just like, I'm going to do this. And that is what I am most uh, upset about. It's this mentality that we have to get through to these friggin' people. Like, no. And we as a society need to do that. Now, I get it. There is a risk. So I, I understand why people are like, no, it's not worth it. I agree with you. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if not us, then who, right? Like, if not now, then when? I know I'm, like, doing this whole speech. But, like, if you don't stop it in the moment, then there's just going to be another person and another person and another person because we as a society are saying, yes, my life is worth more than a Stanley Cup. But as our society is crumbling because we're not standing up to these a-holes. And that's what pisses me off. That's what pisses me off. And so I love them that they all like kind of stood around and they were not going to let this person go. If someone was being attacked, savagely beaten on the floor mm -hmm. at the entrance to Target. Ooh, okay. Then I could see getting involved. Trying to remove that life. person off. You're hurting. Someone's being beaten or hurt or injured or what have you. If a child is being slapped, if some physical issue is happening to someone where you feel morally compelled to intervene mm -hmm. and put your own safety at risk. I gotcha. I hear, I hear what you're saying. Right. right? But for a bag of Stanley cups, mm, <sighs> I, I understand I the want to do that, but I just don't feel like there's the, the same type of level of need to get right. involved. Like, if you're saving a life, that's one thing. If you're yep. just saving Stanley Cups, that's, like, not worth it. That's right. And then all of a sudden, your kids don't have a mother because some Stanley Cup thief pulled out a knife and stabbed you in the shoulder and you bled out on this entrance of Target. For what? <sighs> a bag of Stanley Cups? You see what I mean? So on one hand, it's like, awesome. I'm glad people finally said no more. But on the other hand, he wasn't, you know, beating someone to death. 
there's nothing that I saw there that necessitates someone putting their safety at risk. I, I, I hear you. And I, uh, on one hand, I do agree with you. I do. But again, it's how do we stop? Okay. Then this is a, this is a better question Then how do we stop the mentality? Because cops can't be everywhere. You can be like, well, the cops need to arrest and they need to be prosecuted. Okay. There was no cop in that situation. You cannot have mm -hmm. a cop at every store at every moment. That's just not possible. And then security guards are told not to let it go because of exactly what Kim is saying. Right. Mm -hmm. So then, then what do we do? Unless society says, you know what? I'm everywhere. People are everywhere. And I'm going to stand by and let you be, um, you know, the basically part of the demise of our society. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Joanne, I heard on a talk show that if this type of behavior continues, our society will turn into anarchy and be uncontrollable. Like, we as a society have to kind of police ourselves. We have to say, this is the moral code. It's basic. I don't steal. You don't steal. That mm -hmm. way we can keep our, our, our grocery stores. That way I don't have to walk into CVS and everything's freaking locked up because of you, because you make it so they can't keep everything um, out of a lock and key. It's, I don't want to live like that. I mean, I just don't want to live like that. And then when that happens, people don't shop at the stores and the stores go over and then it's an empty building and that brings more crime and it just rolls down the hill. And so where do we stop it? Do we stop it when the a-hole starts stealing the box of Stanley Cups? That's my point. It's where do we draw the line as a society? Mm -hmm. And I understand the risk of life. But again, I feel like if you, you got to judge the situation, you got to see like who's on my team here, right? Like those mm -hmm. people knew there was a lot of people on the team. Like, okay, we're going to take this guy. We're not going to stand for it. We're going to shame him. We're going to stop him. One person's going to tackle him. I'm not going to tackle him. I'm going to shame him though. I'll be a big shamer and, and do something about it. No. Uh, LJ says, I'm an avid die cast collector and always see shoplifters. One day I was walking in. And the receipt checker was having a confrontation with a shoplifter. I got in, I got between both during doing a tug of war with a TV. Oh I, man. You know, LJ, mm. I, I applaud you. Uh, I hope that you weren't hurt. I hope that the person wasn't armed, but again, I think, and this is a really uh, uneducated statement that I'm about to make. I just, I don't know what the percentage is of people that are armed versus people that just got big huevos, right? Like that are just like, you know what? Screw it. I don't have a gun, but I'm going to go steal all kinds of stuff. There's enough of us. The people that go in with like 20 deep and just start mobbing a store and stealing stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't think that they're armed. I think they're just banking on the fact that they can't stop all of us. Right. But what if we did, What if we're like, no man, you can't steal. Sandy says, what's the point of having guards if they aren't allowed to stop thieves? Yep. Ding, 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 ding. Um, I don't know, man. I'm just so, I'm so fed up with it. I'm so fed up with, and you know what also pisses me off just to go off on a tangent here? It pisses me off when there are people of color that are doing it because people make stupid stereotypes that it's those people that do it. And that's BS. Mm -hmm. Everybody freaking does it. It doesn't matter what race you are, what color your skin is. It happens all of the time. But you see a black kid doing it. Now all black people are thieves. And I'm sorry. That's what stupid people think all of the time. And it pisses me off because like, stop already. One, that's not true. And two, where are their parents or where's your moral code? I don't know. My blood's boiling. I just, I, I'm really, really sick and tired of it all. You are banking on them not being, on. I know Ricky. I know. I know. I feel like, I, oh, we will. We can ask. Well, Chip's going to be in the second half of the show. Uh, mm -hmm. He'll be with us in about 10, 15 minutes or so. I'll ask him all kinds of things. We have him. 
Um, but I just feel like, I wonder what Chip would say. I, wonder, I, I feel like he would say exactly what you guys, I like your spunk, Nikki, but there's no way I'm putting my life in danger for his family. Mm -hmm. uh, because that's the rational way of thinking about it. But my, my what I'm saying is these criminals are, are counting on us keeping our mentality. We're trying to change their mentality. They don't want us to change our mentality. They want us to be afraid of something they may or may not have on them. And, and I get it because I don't want to lose my life over a stupid cup. Yep. I also don't want to lose my society over just standing by and letting it happen. Mm -hmm. Why have morals gone down the toilet? I don't know. I think that, you know, it's, it's a myriad of things. Uh, if you want to just off the top of my head of how we got into this situation, um, I'll say this. I think that the crime, um, has been allowed to go unanswered. I think that people have mistrust of law enforcement. I think that the economy, uh, uh COVID, uh, everything that happened there where people, I really do think that COVID changed some people's thinking of like, shoot, if that can happen, what the hell do I have to lose? Uh, I also think that people are just fed up. You know what I mean? I think that they just don't care about uh, people anymore. I think that people do things for uh, clicks. I think people do things for social media. I think there's so many reasons why somebody would walk into a store and do something. I think there's not enough parental supervision. Um, yeah, I think it's so many different things. I don't think that you could point to one. I, I don't think you could be like, it's Trump or it's Biden or it's Democrats or it's Republicans. I don't think you could say it's the whole defund the police thing because we have a problem mm -hmm. with, um, police, uh, use of force. Right. I mean, th there's so many things that got us to this situation and it's going to take so many things to get us out of it. Katie wants to know where that happened. Do we know? I know. I don't know. Even TMZ didn't mm. say where. I'm going to say it's in the Bay Area. But I think that it's it's an example of something that could happen here. Does that make sense? Like, mm -hmm. I think that um, I just feel like it, whether it's here or it's in another state or another city, it doesn't matter. People, I think, universally are fed up. Um, and I, I think that it's ignorant of people who say that doesn't happen in my town. B.S. You probably aren't noticing maybe that is happening your, in your town. But we need to stop it. And I don't know how we stop it if if the people just aren't fed, aren't fed up and as much as I am. I don't know. Uh, Blue Spark says, nobody seems to care anymore. I was behind a guy at Safeway whose pockets were stuffed. Jacker said, they won't get us a guard, so there's nothing I can do. Mm. Um, I feel like, and again, I know you guys hate it. I just, I, I just, I'm done being silent. I, at least, at the very least, like, shame on you. We see you. We see you and you're, and you're what's wrong with society. That's what I always want to tell people. If I see it, you're what's wrong with society. How does it feel to literally be the problem? Like a walking, talking, freaking problem with society is you. And I know there are people like, I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to get mine. You should get yours because that's the, the year we live in. Uh, Lisa says, how can a society where storming a store for a drinking cup be saved anywhere? Yeah. I mean, He's trying to make money off of it. I mean, that's what it is. People are just trying to get theirs. They don't care. They don't care. And so, and oh. if we, we don't care, then what are we telling them? We don't care. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Well, watch these, it. These cups are on sale for $45. And I saw them resold online. Oh, yeah. For $259. Oh, my oh, my God. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, at that point, behind that, though? That's I don't stupid. even want one. Like how embarrassing that you would have paid $260 for a cup. Then exactly. Then exactly. I'm the ass, right? Come on. No. And somebody was saying, oh, and our economy's in the toilet and people are worried mm -hmm. about inflation. And yet look, 
people are willing to pay mm-hmm. out the behind for lame out. I mean, it's a cup. It's a cup. It's a cup that in three months is going to sit with all the other Stanley cups that you bought. Like nobody cares. Once somebody's like, oh, you got the red Valentine's Day Stanley cup. And you're like, yeah, cool. I hope it was worth that conversation because I can't imagine it going any further than that. So I don't know. Um, I agree with you, uh, Phineas. Oh, yeah, we both saw it at the same time. Hold on. Uh, Phineas says, Nikki, tell big corporations like PG&E and politicians not to steal. Yep, I called out. I don't know if you guys saw it, if you follow me on X. I called out Governor Newsom about the PG&E um, rate hike. I'll have Loretta Lynch on. I, I try to get her on at least once a month or so. Uh, but again, I mean, she's been talking about this, these rate hikes. There's nothing to stop another one. Got, Newsom is doing nothing about it. Newsom talks big about price gouging, and it's crickets when it comes to PG&E. Oh, yeah, they just sentenced that guy to 25 years to life. R.N. Mm-hmm. Sue says, remember the young boy who worked at Safeway in Willow Glen? He was killed by a shoplifter when he tried to stop him. I know. And the guy, they caught the guy, and he was, he. I think just this week, he was sentenced to 25 years to life in prison, So, uh, which is good. He should lose his life and freedom for taking his, uh, for what? And I know, and as I say this, you're like, but you're the one that wants people to step in, Nikki. (sighs) I just don't know what the answer is. I just don't know what the answer is. And it's so frustrating. Um, I want to play this also um, because people are fed up. And I'm not a rapper, but remember we talked about that guy. I think we briefly talked about him. He was like this San Francisco resident who also is a rapper. Okay. And he called out London Breed in, in this rap. Well, he talked exclusively with ABC7. And what's funny is he apologized after because the NAACP was all pissed off because, like, how dare you, right, uh, call out. Like, he basically was flipping off London Breed. And then he comes back. He's like, yeah, I'm not really that sorry about it. And I I, I get it. Here's here's a little bit of that report. The upcoming election. Let's see. Let's turn up the volume. In the course of three years, I had about seven, you know, break-ins and uh, vandalism. That was the tipping point. And I, I just decided, you know what? Um, you know, reach out to the city. Um, nobody is going to respond. It was this series of yeah, frustrations which drove restaurateur and rapper Chino Yang to produce San Francisco, Our Home. The song is part love letter. San Francisco, that's my home. Let me put it in a song so you never get wrong. No matter what I'm in, this is place I love. And part exasperation. Atlanta Reed, you ain't nothing but a clown. When we really needed you, you would never be around. The rap accuses Mayor London Breed of failing the city's small businesses, abandoning the city's Asian American community. Now, everybody, let me see your hands in the air. Now throw your tone, me the fingers up to the mayor. But the critical tone upsets some members of the black community, including the Reverend Amos Brown, president of the San Francisco chapter of the NAACP. Brown rushed to defend Breed and expressed his displeasure over the rap in this voicemail to Yang. I ask you to repudiate that rap. And since you have not, and I've told the black community that you did not, the community will, will make a public statement calling you out for the wrong that you did to the mayor. The mayor is not responsible for all the crime of this city. Despite Yang issuing this apology shortly after. So for the sake of my family and my loved ones, and my close friends, I'd like to openly and publicly make apology. Brown then held a press conference to pressure Yang to take down the video. This young rapper. 
that he needs to get his lessons and sit down and learn. Brown declined to comment further when asked by ABC7. But this back and forth is an example of the political challenges Breed faces as she tries to win a second full term. Her supporters in the black community say she's unfairly blamed. Please do not call out our mayor again. AAPI community leaders, frustrated by property crimes and attacks targeting elderly Asian residents, have become increasingly critical. Of course it's political. Everything's political. Breed is competing with several challengers for support of San Francisco's Asian American community. Her political future depends on whether she can earn it. It's an election season and Mayor London Breed is up for a really tough re-election drive. And the concerns raised in the video are legitimate ones. It's about crime, it's about the streets, and it's about whether or not the mayor is doing her job. ABC7 News insider Phil Mateer says in a city where Asian Americans make up a third of the population, recent races have proven how important the Asian vote is, especially among the young and conservatives in the political landscape. We saw it in the school board elections and recall. They were a primary force behind that. Mm. In the recall of progressive district attorney Chesa Bodine, who they felt weren't doing enough about crimes aimed at Asian American, especially the elderly. It's long been said that you can't get elected only on the Asian vote in San Francisco, but you can't get elected without it, or at least a significant portion of it. And that's true. I mean, there's really... It's really interesting how this is falling at our feet, though. I mean, London Breed, again, facing um, uh, another election when there are many problems, many, 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 many problems um, within the city of San Francisco. And again, as we were talking about with that, the people standing up for the the person stealing the Stanley Cup, people are fed up. But are people getting enough time to make the change? Do you think that London Breed has had enough time to make the needed changes. I know Karen um, says, I love the guy, the rapper. I agree. London has to go. Adios, incompetent. Get somebody else. Um, you know, uh, but Gordon disagrees with the reverend. You know, I just feel like at some point, the buck stops with somebody. Um, yeah, and Karen, you're right. London Breed has refused to accept responsibility for the city. Isn't that what a mayor is supposed to do? Take responsibility and do your job. Apparently, Ms. Breed is not. If it's not her fault, then whose fault is it? Exactly. If it's not the fault of the person in charge, then whose is it? Yeah, exactly. Who do we who do we hold accountable? Mm-hmm. When we see restaurants, you know, you're say this person who has a restaurant or a business, we see the same business owner getting robbed four or five times having to replace the plate very expensive plate glass windows over and over again and their insurance rates rising because they keep getting broken into yeah who's responsible is it the police who don't have enough staff is it the da who may not be you know holding people to account as much as you want them to is it the judge who says you know that's too stiff a sentence is it who and who who do we hold accountable? I'm sorry. I don't think you're racist just for calling out the mayor. But I want to ask you this, though. How much time should a mayor be given to fix things? Right? I mean, I think that's... She's been in office for a while. Well, yeah. I mean, she got in office right before COVID, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, obviously COVID came with its own challenges. But at the same... We're, we love recalls, right? Are we recalling too quickly? Or how much time should you... I mean, I would say... That since she's up for re-election, that's the perfect amount of time to judge somebody's record. And so she's going to have to, 
she's definitely going to have to prove it. And I um, love the, you know, I, I love the people in the video who are like, well, it's not her fault. Well, then whose fault is it? That's exactly. right. Whose exactly. fault is it? Who do we hold accountable for that then? Right. Because, you know, if you're in charge of a city, then you're accepting responsibility for that city. Absolutely. So if you can't fix it, let's get somebody in there who can. Well, let's get somebody in here who can always uh, come up with a great opinion on all sorts of stuff. And that is our good friend, Jim Franklin. Hello, my friend. Hello, my friend. Can you hear me? I can hear you perfectly. All right. That's good. Um, Fun listening to you. You know, I was thinking about you the other day. It's like, um, it'll be eight years this fall, I think, that you and I were on the air together when Trump was elected. Remember? Oh, Lord Almighty. God, remember, I mean, I was talking to John Rothman last Friday about how disappointed I was when he was so wrong. Remember that night? And he kept yeah. telling us, hey, Nikki, don't worry. And I will never, and John, we laugh about it. But I'm like, John, you scarred me because you made me believe he was never going to be president. And yeah, it's not President Hillary Clinton. It was President Trump. So yeah, it's insane. Uh, yeah, so many people were happy to see you. I have a quick question for you because I know we have a ton of politics and I want to get catch up on you. And I don't know if you were watching when we were talking about this video that went viral of people inside a Starbucks stopping a guy from stealing a bunch of those Stanley Cups. Sure. And I am a huge, even though I understand that it's just an item and you don't want to risk your life for that, I do believe that as a society, we have a role of calling out these people and saying, no, it's not okay for you to walk out, even though I know it's just material goods. Because now that's going to lead to stores locking everything up and then the stores close because nobody wants to deal with that nonsense. And then abandoned buildings lead to crime. And so it's this ripple effect of us just standing by and allowing people to commit crimes in front of us. And people were really curious on if you agreed with me or not. Um, well, I'm, I don't want to shoot them. <laughs> no, but like, so the video was the, a person actually tackled the guy and yeah. stopped him from stealing all of these, the whole box of cups. Well, you know, I mean, this has goes, there's so many layers to this. It all starts with the insurance companies, which tell these people, you know, my son is a manager of, of Safeway, right? And they, and they tell him, um, you know, let people just walk out with shit. I mean, you know, and that's insane, right? That's insane. You know, um, I think part of it is, is that the more people see it on the, you know, it's, it's horrible for San Francisco nationally because everybody thinks that we're just, you know, crackheads and, and Walgreens break-ins, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's happening in every city. And it, it, I don't know if it's happening more in San Francisco. It sure seems like it because, boy, you know, we are an easy target. Um, but first of all, trying to stop somebody that's about to do that, there's two things at play. You know, one is they have a lot of adrenaline. They may be high and they've done it before. Right. You're just average Joe. And, and you try to grab somebody like that, a lot of bad things can happen. So I would I would highly recommend that nobody do what this guy did because it can, you know, you can lose your but life. What if the whole store is with you? Like everyone's trying to like, like circle Somebody's in the dude. Like, stand up. There's always the, yeah, right. You're right, agree. if 20 people all stand up and say, you know, to the person in unison, you might back down, but you know, it's, it's, it's hard acting in a group and have to have leadership. And I mean, it's like, I remember I turned to Curtis Slewa. Remember the guy from the um, guardian angels in, in New York. Yes. Mm -hmm. And he said, the only way it worked is if you had people trained to act in concert, you know, to stop right. people from doing these things. Um, it's, you know, I mean, I went into a Walgreens in, in, uh, San Francisco about a month ago and, um, the, the razors were behind the glass. So I had to get oh, somebody yeah. so I could get some razors, you know, and then I, the mascara the razors, like, with the razors, and with the razors, Everything. like I held up the store and that was great. So, and, but <laughs> Stop. 
I don't know. You know, I mean, so I don't know what the answer it is to that. And I don't know what London Breed or anybody else can do other than hire more cops or, yeah. you know, when you catch these people, how do you catch like 12 people? You know, when well, they do you that. can't be everywhere at one time. And that's what I was also saying. You can't have cops everywhere. And so it's not as if the city is letting this happen. They just can't be everywhere. And no, yes, I mean, there's you know, a those 12 shortage. people, could, they could start an Amway franchise and make some real money, right? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, but what they're doing is ridiculous and it's, it's a felony. And, you know, I mean, I would guess that if you had, um, there's a, one of the things you could do is put, you know, get cameras everywhere and mm. get facial recognition, go after these guys and put them in jail for a long time, you know, but mm. again, then again, you know, I mean, that was the thing with, um, what was the former district attorney? Why am I pulling a blank? Chase uh, Boudin. Yeah. Chase Boudin, who I liked a lot. And I agreed with the no, the, the no cash bail thing. Um, in theory, um, not, it shouldn't apply to everybody, but for most people. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it sucks that if you don't have any money, you're in jail six months waiting trial. And then you, you go into trial that day and the case is dismissed or for whatever reason. Right. You know? But your life is ruined. I mean, I, I again, I feel like sometimes the pendulum either swings too hard one way or too quickly without, you know, assessing whether or not this is actually working in the way that we thought it was going to work. Now, let's get let's expand on this a little bit, because another question when we were talking about this is why do you think? society has become where, you know, people can just walk into a store, commit a crime and everybody walk uh, and wa watch it happen. And I know people default to, oh, it's just liberal policies or it's Donald Trump not, you know, being held account for the crimes and fake news and just straight up lying to people and people just take it hook, line and sinker. I don't know if it's really that simple to, you know, so black and white Dem versus Republican or something like that. I think at the end of the day, if you really research this, you'll find the main culprit is um, Hunter Biden's penis. I, I believe that that's <laughs> it's all really, it all has to do with Hunter Biden, the all, penis and the gun and the drugs. Yes. Yeah. You know, um, I, I, you know, remember the old thing, the, the, the Giuliani thing when back when he had some credibility, you know, 30 years yeah, ago, like um, the, um, the the broken windows theory, which was that if you go into an area and you fix, fix up the area and make it look better. Um, crime will move somewhere else. And, you know, there's a, there's a, a little parcel of truth to that. It was a book called um, Freakonomics and it came out and another book came out at the same time by a guy that was kind of these, you know, these economists that look at social movements and how they have a long-term effect on how we live. And, um, and, and, you know, I think part of it is, is that that people in areas that are affluent tend to be more involved in, in reduction of crime and things that occur because, you know, they're the ones that go out there and make sure if there's not a, a crosswalk for the kids or the lights aren't working or people are going too fast or speed bumps. They, but in areas where people rent, that doesn't happen. Mm. So there is a socioeconomic aspect to why these people are doing what they're doing. So that's a much bigger picture. Right. Stopping them, you know, you could, uh, you know, I mean, look what's happening already in, you know, Union Square and around the city. You know, there's it's a ghost town. You can walk through those streets at night. Although it was really nice during the holidays. I went there with the kids, went for the first time to House of Prime Rib. And then we took them, we wanted to go ice skating. And it was packed, but that was the holidays. And they had, they had, you know, the um, APEC conference happening and all that sort of thing. So it was already all built up. Now all of it leaves and it's kind of going back the way. You know, one of the is. first shows I did in 2014, I remember I did an outdoor show at that ice skating rink, a live mm -hmm. broadcast. Mm-hmm. And Union Square. Yeah, it's just, you know, I love San Francisco. I really do. I mean, other than the traffic, it's a great city. You exactly. know, I mean, it's, it's fun and, you know, way to go 49ers, all that stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I don't know what the answer to this is. I really yeah. don't. And I think about like, um, 
you know, one of the things that I did learn in the news this week that listening to Aaron Rodgers speak, it, it occurred oh God, you, don't why? That, you don't have to be that smart to get into Cal, apparently. Um, you know, or you well, just, he didn't graduate. And I loved Jimmy Kimmel's joke is like Aaron got two A's and they're both in his name. Aaron, yeah, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I do. Rodgers is definitely and he, he did that in the same um, monologue. Rogers is definitely one of those people who knows a lot about one thing and assumes that it means he knows a lot about others, which he does, right. you know? Um, and, and when you got issues like this, I mean, for, I loved Freakonomics as kind of a, just a, um, an exercise in, in thinking outside the box. If nobody's, if you've never read it, there's a lot of interesting things in there, like why African-Americans uh, give their kids um, non-Anglo names. Well, if you stop and think about it, the names they got, they got as slave owners gave exactly. them, names, you know, so it makes sense. So when people, when I, my white friends make fun of Tanika or, you know, Jaron or whatever name you're going to see in the NFL right. or whatever, I always say, you know, you think of the whole thing through. And this is, this was literally what happened to people's minds. They said, you know what, I'm going to grab a little bit of independence in this crazy world that I can't get a job or get a house or get a car loan or whatever. Right. Exactly. So there are little things that you can look for. You know what I love? Um, I love it when I'm walking down the street and there, the asphalt it has a little crack and you see some flower growing up through it, you know? Mm. I mean, I really empathize with that flower and I feel like that flower right now mm. in, in, uh, in this country and what's going on, you know? I mean, you know, you got to get, forget about the whole politics, you know, the, what's behind it, you know, see, yeah, the, um, I talk to people all the time. They're trying to figure out, you know, is there, is there a bubble in the wall and, and real estate is there a bubble in, in the right. wall street? Um, you know, where, where are we headed and, you know, what can we trust, you know, and that's, that's hard. You know, I mean, Jimmy Carter is going to pass soon and uh, he was the first president I ever voted for guys, a born again, Christian, you know, me, I don't, I'm not, I'm not a believer, but I love the guy I voted for him, you know, twice. And I, I, I think about, um, those kind of leaders, you know, I mean, I, I go back and I think of, um, yeah, I, only one Republican since 19, 88 mm -hmm. has won the popular vote in a presidential election. One. That's that crazy. That's crazy. So, yeah. So in all those years, so that's how disconnected they are with the, the, the country. And I say that is that most people think of them being, you know, all pro business and giving tax breaks to the rich and all. And, you know, if they could get past that, some of the things the Republican Party used to stand for, I didn't have a problem with, which I, I liked, which is accountability, going to the white pages of the phone book. Remember phone books? Mm -hmm. But in the white pages in the government section, you can go there and you see redundancy after redundancy. I'm not saying fire those people. I'm just saying when they when they resign, let's make sure we can do that job and kind of spread Let's show a little more accountability in government. That I'm talking about the Democrats and speak to those things. You know, I mean, you can do that. Well, you used to be able to. So I, you, you know. used to be able to. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I just feel like the Republican Party jumped the shark a long time ago. They like to talk a big game about what they believe in, but they don't actually believe in those things. I was playing this uh, clip yesterday uh, of Laura Ingram, you know, and they, and Republicans love to talk about the situation at the border, which I do agree is a problem that needs to be solved. But she said the quiet part out loud, Chip. She's like, we're not going to give Biden the victory lap for doing something and working with him. They don't want to solve the problem. They are the bitch well, and moan party point, with no solution. To that point, you know, on the committee today, when um, I forget who it was, uh, is this Moskowitz? Moskowitz? Yeah, Moskowitz says, let's bring him up now to testify. He's here. Why not? Raise your hand if you want to hear Hunter testify. And they don't want him to testify. No, they don't want him to testify. Because they got nothing. Do you remember when Comer was on Fox and Friends and Ducey grilled him? Going like, what's the evidence? You got no, well, you know, there is when no Fox evidence. and Friends thinks you're full of crap, then you're mm -hmm. really full of crap, right? I'm, exactly. If you're a Republican. I mean, so 
I think that there's um, nice. I said crap earlier. I said shit, but I know. I'm sorry. Um, it's YouTube. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. It's YouTube. Anyway, so yeah, I'm um, I'm excited uh, by some things. I think you know coming up. I, I do believe that uh, that what Obama said that you know that if Trump somehow gets elected, you know it. Every, the people are going to regret it the most are the Republican Party because they should well, already from yeah. the first time. Well, you know, when Sauer, uh, I think that's the guy, you say the guy's name, who was a Trump's attorney, he went in front of the appeals court and said that a SEAL Team 6 could kill a political rival and it would be within the presidential powers. I think even Republicans went like, well, okay, that's too far. Yeah. Well, I'm going to play <laughs> this little clip. I, I, I love this clip yesterday and it was making the rounds. And this, of course, is the judges determining the whole question of immunity. And it's just, it's so true what they're trying to sell us. It's, it's a little crap. Steal Team 6 to assassinate a political rival? That's an official act in order to seal Team 6? He, he would have to be and would speedily be, speedily. You know, I love that. Uh, uh, impeached and convicted before the criminal but prosecution. If but if you weren't, there would be no criminal prosecution, no criminal liability for that? Chief Justice's opinion in order against Madison and uh, uh, and our constitutional tradition and the plain language of the impeachment judgment clause all clearly presuppose that what the founders were concerned about was not. I asked you a yes or no, yes or no question. <laughs> Could a president who ordered SEAL Team 6 to assassinate a political rival who was not impeached, would he be subject to criminal prosecution? If he were impeached and convicted first. And so, so your answer is. Is, no. is my answer is qualified yes no it was a no and, and and that's the line of bs that they're trying to i'm really hey for the record though nikki i'm pretty sure that guy smokes a cigarette out of a hole <laughs> in his throat yeah probably <laughs> uh but i mean i'm a little optimistic am i is my optimism misplaced do you think i mean should we really think that i on one no, hand i understand the argument about immunity like like Presidents go to war. People die under their their order. Those sorts of things. Like I understand that kind of broad sense of immunity, but you can't commit a crime in the U.S. and just because you're president, you're like, eh, I can get away with it. That's ridiculous. Well, and there's the what about me? And that's what they do. You know, the Republican yeah. Party will say, well, what? About, it's kind of like you know. Just for the record, by the way, it's been five minutes since I, ten minutes I've been with you, and I haven't mentioned that I was never on Epstein's island. Just for the record, okay, I'm not on the list. I was looking very closely, but just... okay, um, but no, I, I think that one of the th there's two two aspects to what we're dealing with right now, and the first is I think that nobody really, uh, I think we all underestimated um, just how vile. Trump could be and that the the Republicans in Congress from McConnell down to, you know, swamp butt in Georgia, um, they, they they would do everything they could to protect him. Right. And yeah. they would lie and they would do all, all malfeasance, everything they could to protect him. But the second part, which just I had no idea that Americans just apparently aren't that bright. We're just not a bright country. We aren't. I mean, you know, I, I made a joke about you know, how essentially these are people that, you know, failed their GEDs. And, and you know, and I'm, I should have said, I'm not sure they could spell GED. This is a country that has, no, seriously, that has really no interest at all in, in um, any kind of intellectual growth and any kind of challenging themselves. And and that's that's really disconcerting. We've seen what they're doing in Florida with schools and wanting to pull, you know, pull um, in critical race theory. You know, I mean, the part about, you know, we're all automatically racist if we're white, you know, it's we're privileged, but it doesn't make us racist. You know, did you read that article comparing how Germany educates its students, its young kids about, you know, their history, which obviously is very dark. Bad. And yeah. they basically say we did this. 
but you're not responsible for it, right? Like we did this, your ancestors, all, you know, generations before you, we're not telling you that you need to feel shame, but you need to understand that we as a country did this. And I think that that's all critical you know, race theory is trying to say. That's led to a rise in fascism in their country too, and not, and, and pro-Nazi groups. Even though it's against the law in Germany to say that Holocaust didn't occur, you still have a right to form a party. You can't call themselves a Nazis, but you can right. have all of the um, assignations that. Well, you can't it, so. stop somebody from thinking a certain way about something. That's not against the law. You can think that you're above everybody else because of the color of your skin until the cows come home. What you no. can't do is act on it, hurt other people and do those sorts of things. But when, I just, I just like the fact of that they're not looking at young children and saying, it's your fault. You're this way. No, you were this way. No. I'm educating you. So you don't repeat that. Well, we all mistakes. have those crazy thoughts. Well, I don't, but you and my wife do. You have those thoughts when you're driving down the road and you think to yourself, I could just turn this way right in the other lane. I could just do it. And you know, I know you people think, and I, who thinks like that? But apparently you do. Yes, you and I think. Well, it's I, always a possibility. Like there, there's there's many roads in life, Chip. And, you know, like right now, I could whip off my shirt and take off my bra and shake my tits on air. And that would lead me down a whole different path. Right? I, but I don't hands. do who those. Wants, who wants to see that? Let's but go I'm just right saying, now. like, you could do whatever. Like I could pick up and abandon my family today. And that would lead me down a whole different road. I mean, I'm just saying these sorts of things because we don't do those things no, because right. we are sane and we have a moral code. That kind of goes back to what we were talking about before is what the hell's wrong with people. I just don't understand. Well, I mean, this, this whole hearing, you know, that, um, uh, with, with Hunter Biden, is is obviously they're trying to impeach Biden and they're trying to dig something up, you know. But they they have about you know, I mean, their their case is about as legitimate as Lindsey Graham's grinder profile. I mean, the whole thing is just <laughs> a, such a joke, you know. Uh, I, I I do think though that that um, there's so many things right now for us to focus on. You know, you have, um, you know, even COVID is still around. The, the next pandemic will come. You know, it I will. Mean, it will. And, and our kids are going to have to deal with it, you know, I mean, and their kids. It's just if we're not prepared, it, you know, if people don't understand. The only reason we got through this, ironically, maybe ironically for Democrats, is that George W. Bush heard about the 1918 pandemic and put together um, exactly. a, 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 a whole package on what to do, you know. And uh, and, and that was and Obama improved on it and he handed it to Trump. And and of course, you know, I tell people all the time, read Michael Lewis's The Fifth Risk. It's about uh, Trump's early days. Um, Michael Lewis has a great, a, another great book out right now about the crypto guy that went to jail, Friedman, that guy. Oh, okay. What a, what a, what a great writer. Crazy and, story and too. Really pointed, you know, like, I mean, when you, there's so many things like occasionally that I, I run across that I just don't have the time to dig deep into. Mm. But recently I've tried to, I'm trying to understand, you know, um, cryptocurrency and currency trading because I know that will affect it. Well, it's going to affect my life. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm still working and I'm going to keep working. I mean, I don't even think you could ever stop working chip. I think you'll be working all the way. To I think you'll like, you'll put, you know, your own name on your own uh, headstone just because it's, it's a job and you're going to do That's it. That's a happy thought. Thanks. Um, <laughs> it's going to happen sometime, my friend. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> uh, but I think, yeah. So, you know, I, there are, uh, there's a lot to look forward to, I think in, in, in this country. But only if people get off their ass, you know, I mean, it's that simple. You have to be now. If, if you don't feel like you need to be involved now, then. Yeah. Are you afraid of a Nikki Haley presidency? No, I mean, first of all, you know, I mean, the bar is so freaking low right now. 
you know? <laughs> I mean, really, you know? I, the I would, Republican Party, yes, it is. Well, I mean, you know, the Democrats actually, you know, I, I love the Bashir guy from um, Kentucky. I love Whitmer, the governor of Michigan, um, mm -hmm. you know, and and I mean, even Newsom. You know, I have Newsom's cell phone number. Newsom's still. pissing me off over PG&E. I mean, I don't know what what electricity you have down there, but I... I'm oh, so disappointed. I'm that you know, I'm pissed off. Anything. I got 50 solar panels. I haven't had an electric bill in 15 Ooh, years. You. Now, hold like, on. I swear to God. Wait, where's the hate? But let me ask you, you know what they're going to try to do now? Yes. G&E is going to try to make me pay more, you know. But I thought that was only for new people. Are they going net metering be. for you? It might be grandfather. I think, it's, you know, yeah, I, I think I, your grandfather did. I just heard about it. And I, and I thought to myself, there's no way the solar industry will allow that to happen. Oh, they, I mean, Newsom's doing nothing about it. If there is any failure that I think that is huge for Newsom right now, it is PG&E. It is ridiculous that they're just letting them do price hike after price hike. And it's there's no pushback whatsoever. And it pisses me off to no end. But uh, I do like, you know, I like Katie Porter for U.S. Senate. I, I'm, I'm a huge Porter supporter. Overshift? Supporter. Uh, yeah. Overshift. You know, I interviewed her for Occupy Democrats. I went up to, it was actually up in Oakland. Um, this is sometime this last summer. And um, she's a doll. What I mean, I, I say that because we were just talking and she's just so sweet. You know, I mean, it, 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 she's the kind of person you talk to for 10 minutes. You just want to hug her yeah. and say, go get them. You know? Yes. Yes. Um, we had her on KGO once and I've loved her ever since. I mean, she doesn't take crap. And I like I, I'm not knocking Schiff. Schiff comes with some baggage that Republicans will never let go of. Right. And so and that's their problem. I'm not saying that that disqualifies them for U.S. Senate. But shoot, I'd love to. I don't think we can go wrong, honestly, in this U.S. Senate race. I really, really don't. I think What's that, Barbara Lee's status? I haven't been. Uh, she's attention. like a distant third. So, um, right. This is three. It's Schiff, Porter and, and Lee. Well, that um, was I was I was impressed that um, that Newsom didn't replace um, um, Feinstein with um, Barbara Lee, because that was the rumor at the time. That she was yeah, I know, but Boy, I, I do I, love Barbara Lee. I mean, the woman's got some serious. I do stones. too. I just like Porter. I mean, I'm allowed to choose. Like, and it's not it's not knocking Lee or Schiff. I like Porter. I like the way she explains things to the American people. She's not going to take any crap. And the other thing I love about her is she is a single mom. I think that you have to bring personal perspective into the job, and so she has concerns that average Americans, average Californians experience because. She's living them, right? Well, like daycare, I love daycare. Yeah, daycare. Um, you know, the Crazy cost of college, thing. all that. Yes. Yeah. And so I like her. And I hope she gets it, but we'll see. I don't think we'll I don't think we can go wrong, honestly, with whoever gets the US Senate seat at all. Um, all right. What else? You have so many um irons in the fire, as they say. So how do people find you? I know you have What the Franklin, which by the way, you guys, the link to What the Franklin on YouTube is here, although many of you already know about it. Uh, but you're doing a bunch of what conspiracy stuff. I got I got people stuff. I got three podcasts coming out. Okay. Um, and we're almost we're gonna drop them probably February first. But the first one is called Conspiracy Killers. And I've already done Ooh. a couple of interviews. I interviewed the guy that wrote the um the um definitive book on the Kennedy assassination. And he of course says it's just it was Oswald, which I always believe too, you know. Although there have been funny jokes, but Bill Hicks, who was a comic that I used to love, did a joke about the the museum in Dealey Plaza. You, you go there and he goes, it's, man, they got every detail right, especially the one that's, Oswald's not there, <laughs> right? But, <laughs> but I, um, so I've also spoken to um, uh, a truther and also a guy from Popular Mechanics. Oh, who, how do you talk to a truther? I mean, was your well, head you know just what? like These guys, at the end of it? There's, I mean, there's some that aren't crazy, you know, they just- If you're a truther, 
you're a little off. I mean, you're not in reality. Well, uh, yeah, but I mean, there's also people, a lot of people in this country that, and, and I don't, I believe there was, you know, I don't believe there was any obviously government involved in, in building seven or any of the other stuff. But, um, as, as, you know, as uh, Dairy Queen says, you know, the um, I have all these nicknames for Marjorie Taylor Greene, Swamp Butt. Dairy <laughs> Queen is my favorite, though. I call her Dairy Queen all the time. And uh, um, but anyway, so I, I think about I think about the things that this is some of the conversations about, you know, I have a psychiatrist on talking about what brings people to conspiracies and basically said said everything that I I already already assumed that. You know, people, they, they want to find like-minded people to help support their fears and, and paranoia. Right. Um, and I say paranoia, everybody's got their, a little bit of paranoia. So anyway, so, yeah, so that, and the other, the other one though, that I really love, that's not going to be as popular. is a thing called Newton's Deli. You don't say to, that. This could be very enticing. Well, I, it's, the, this is kind of like my, this is the one I do for me where I just talk to like the smartest people I can find about, I got this all guy physics, on and I said, all the, things the you question is. What is it? What is it? What are the last three or four minutes of your life like mm -hmm. as your brain is deprived of oxygen? What are the what kind of how will your brain react right. in that? Like, so the, as you're dying, right, as your brain slowly dies, I know that, you know, you're you believe in heaven and stuff. And I don't believe in those stories. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I know what's going to happen. Right? right. So, I mean, so I'll listen to anybody. I mean, I'm not going to listen to you, but I mean, I'll <laughs> listen to to anybody <laughs> in science to talk about this. And um and, and I find it fascinating that we, you know, that that we really don't know. And, you know, here's one for you. So did you ever think about this? Mm. What if when you die, everything else dies? Because your consciousness is the only, what if your consciousness, Nikki uh -huh. Maduro, is right. the entire universe? Well, yeah, it is mine. Exactly. So when you die. My you universe know, goes don't, away. Don't worry about, oh, what, I'm going to leave my kids. They're all gone. The whole thing's over when you die. That's one way. Of, there's a whole lot of different ways of thinking about that. And That's and, pretty uh, much how I do think about it because my level of worrying about everybody I left behind is literally zero once I die. Well, I thought about that, but I still have life insurance. I really shouldn't have life insurance, right? <laughs> Not at your age, right? Easy now. <laughs> um, I'm going to keep it for a few more years. But I, it, part of that is it makes me feel good that if I do croak, that you know, the people in your in non-existent my wife will have, you know, care of. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and it's interesting though. Uh, just, so anyway, so that's what Newton's deli is about. It's a, we have everything from astrophysicists. That's to, fun. Yeah. To, um, I got a great guy that talks about, you know, why do we have so many different languages? What, what produced that, you know, mm -hmm. and the changes. So anyway, so that, and then the you last, want to know my theory about, uh, language, it, it has the same, it's the same theory I have about religion. Okay. It's just a, a different way to communicate. I think there's so many religions on this planet because there's so many different languages and you just use a different language to talk to whatever you choose to believe in. Well, I love Ricky Gervais thing about there's 3000 religions. Yeah. So if Which I'm an atheist one? and you're a believer, we're only <laughs> off by one. There's, we, we agree on 2,999. <laughs> right. I, yeah, love I love him. it. You know, I, by the way, I saw a special last night and uh, it's funny because the Brits have such a coarse sense of humor. And I love it. I love know? it too. I love Did you see his new, is it called Abomination? Armageddon. Armageddon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is so good. I And I love, Ricky Gervais, he's, he's I, you might not agree with his delivery or or exactly his stance, but he makes really good points. I really well, like it. Well, it's funny too, because I'm, you know, I, I've done stand-up since 1979, a long time. And, um, and I, I go out occasionally to do, and I go and I see these young kids, you know, at these things and, and, uh, and they see this old man come in. Right. And, uh, and, and I, but I have, you know, I, I, I do a set 
and it always goes well because mm -hmm. I know how to do it. Right. And uh, but I, I, I constantly kind of put things in there to try to make people, um, you know, to put them a little bit off balance, you know, and it's um, <laughs> it, I had a woman come up to me and say, you know, that said I was sexist, you know, and I'm like, mm -hmm. and it was a little the woke thing, you know, and, and the joke was I can't even remember that. I think the joke was about, um, you know, the joke about uh, the, 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 how I hate hotel rooms because there's mm -hmm. no privacy. Last week, I'm in my room completely naked and the maid walked in finally. Right. That was the joke. <laughs> and she's like, oh, that's a rape joke. And I go, you really shouldn't get a clue. Yeah. yeah. I'll take but, a joke. But, but there is there is there is something to this that um, um, I, I really think that as, as moving forward, that, you know, watching like the Golden Globes the other night and, and trying to get a sense of, um, you know, our, our, our make believe world and the real world out here, you know, they're, I think they're trying to come together. I think you're seeing it in film and, 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 um, and other forms of expression, whether it be books or, or plays, or I think, you know, I love what Brian Copeland's trying to do our friend, Brian, you know, mm. with these one man shows and talking about, oh, you know, yeah. significant issues. He doesn't do scatological humor. It's all real, you know, thoughtful stuff. And um, yeah. So, I mean, I really, I, that's one of the things I miss about the KGO folks, you know, it was you're, you're going to die when you hear who I might be doing a project with. Who? I shouldn't be telling this on the air. but I'm Well, gonna... is it going to happen? Because don't make promises you can't keep. No, no, we're working on it right now. We're trying oh. to make it happen. And oh. I'm, I'm not going to tell you what it is. Oh. But um, so what I'm doing right now, and I'll tell you at the end, wh what I'm doing right now is I'm doing podcasts for like professional athletes right. and for some businesses. And somebody asked if I have a podcast. It just If you just subscribe on my YouTube at, at Chip Franklin, just subscribe and, and you'll find out. I'm going to start dropping these on February 1st and there'll be, and you can also find them at, you know, go to just put what the Chip Franklin podcast and it'll take you to the, there's iTunes. a link to the what the Franklin does the, what the Franklin have a link to everything else. Yeah, or no? what the Franklin, okay, oh, yeah. Everything goes back to chipfranklin.com anyway. <laughs> so you you'll die. You'll, if I, when I tell you this thing that, so the, the person I've been having conversations with, um, oh, I can't tell you. Kyle, you're such a pain in the ass. Just say it. Uh, it's hammer. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, we had a conversation. Uh, Lee Hammer was our program director. And he's a good guy. I like Lee. And, and Lee I and do. I would I like fight Lee. all the yes. time. We would fight all the time. And, uh, but in a good way. No, right? in a good way. No, I mean, like, you know, and he was always, you know, he was almost always right. You know, we, we would go, they have these things when you're on radio, they're called air checks, right? Do you have something coming on right now? Am I messing your schedule up? No, I mean, we okay. have 20 minutes left of the show. It's fine. Okay. Go ahead. So, um, um, we have these air checks, which are, if you broadcast long enough, you, you hate them even more. You go back and listen to your show and yeah, you know you can't hard. fix it, which sucks. Right. Yeah. You're listening to what you did yesterday. And, you know, invariably there's us or there's, you know, um, you know, that happens you do three hours a day. Um, and I could, could get better and listening to them is the best way to get better, but I would hate it, you know? And so Lee would have them and, you know, and like, you know, I'm just like. Chip I'm, also hates listening to other people's criticisms. So oh, there you go. There is, yeah. Cause they're always. Right. Wrong. No, they're always right. <laughs> I thought you were going to say wrong. Well, I, my, you know, I, I, I edited that thought in my brain that says, protect yourself. Yeah. Protect yourself. Don't, you say know. That. Don't say that. Don't. Well, I, so is it going to be sports related? What's it going to be? Yes. That's all you're so, going to give me, huh? Okay, fine. I'll tell you later, but I, I, I'm hope it happens. And we've I hope more. it happens too. I, is his face, is he going to be on it? No. Oh. We're just working together on some the back stuff. It's funny because doing the last year and a half, um, I've got a chance to meet really neat people through these podcasts. Um, I had a, like, I had a long conversation with Barry Levinson, the director of Rain Man and, and a bunch oh, of great nice. films and uh, talking about baseball, 
you know, just, it was really interesting and, and, and talking sports. And I watched like, you know, what McAfee does with Aaron Rodgers and that, you know, that whole show. And, and uh, it kills me when I, when I watch these shows that, uh, and he's actually pretty good for a jock who's never done it before, you know? Right. Um, and in, in his defense, he did stand up and he apologized for what Rodgers said, but yesterday he didn't stand up to Rodgers and, you know, Aaron Rodgers is, it's just he's sad. It's yeah, really, he's, he's, you know, first of all, he, he doesn't even, he sits back like this. He he's an like, idiot. Just because he, he was like a football those, player doesn't mean anything. It means he looks nothing. Like one of those eight hundred guys, eight hundred pound guys, and he's a crane to get him out of bed. You know, because he just lays back in his bed. I don't and, want to uh, be and, to I, and I think to myself, because that's one of the things I've learned about when videos for your website. You know, and people, businesses always want a video, and I, this is one of the other businesses I have that want to. They ask me to create stuff for their website, and. Lawyers always want those pictures of them walking down the street, a metrosexual in slow motion, like we're going to make you money. And I'm like, first of all, you know, people are are pretty cynical. We're cynical. You know, yeah, I, it is. Um, I remember when my cynicism started. Do you remember the first time you felt cynical about something? I'm not off the top of my okay. head, but I was the day I, I met you. I was six know. years old okay. and I was drinking from the water fountain in grade school. You know, the big old non-refrigerated water fountains, right? And I'm drinking from that. And I hear the toilet flush and the water level went down. I wait, wait a second. Nobody told me that, right? So, I mean, so I, I find myself now, you know, with trying to abate this, the cynicism and trying to, um, to, to get a better understanding of, you know, right. of how we move forward. And it's, it's difficult. I mean, I think I had a point and I lost it. I forgot. It's okay. I mean, it, it, it comes with age. Um, but no, I think that it's great that you are doing so many different podcasts though, because I'm telling you, Chip, when I announced that you were on the show before the show even started, people were so excited to hear from you. And so I'm hoping you're going to do this weekly with us as you promised me because people absolutely I love definitely, you. I, I, every Wednesday, let's do Wednesday. it. Okay. Wednesdays is going to be chip day so that everybody knows. Um, but no, I love having you on because you do talk to so many interesting people. Again, go to whatthefranklin.com. The link is in the show today's show notes, and I'll link it every time. But February 1st, you're dropping, what is it, Killer Conspiracies? Yeah, we'll talk about it, get closer to it. And yeah. Newton's Law or something like Newton's, that. Newton's Deli. Newton's Deli. Newton's Deli. Newton's Deli. And What the Franklin. What the Franklin, I already have a couple cool ones. Um, I talked to, um, you know, Ben Foyer? Uh, from, Why do I know that name? He's uh, he's uh, a, a constitutional lawyer who test, goes before the I think Supreme Court. You talked him on on, on KGO. Yeah. It was yeah. supposed to be a twenty minute podcast. It was an hour and a half because I, I wanted to ask him about the Bill of Rights. So we talked about each individual Bill of Rights, and it was fun. It was really interesting to see his take on, you know, I mean, because I would always, you know, he he likes talking to me because I always ask questions that nobody else asks, you know, like. <laughs> You know, was James Madison high when he did the Second Amendment? I mean, how high? Yeah, I'm sure many anchors don't ask him that question. No. So. But anyway, yeah. So, um, yeah, it, I love podcasts. I, I, was I really wanted to do a live show again, but mm -hmm. um, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Yeah, I know. Believe me, we did it for a long time. Exactly. You know? it is, and it's not as easy as just like flipping it on. I mean, there's a lot of things that people don't see behind the scenes. And Chip, you, your podcast that you had briefly on here at first was very much of a TV type of format. It wasn't even a radio type of format. So there was a lot of back end stuff. And so that's why I'm excited that I'm going to have you every week. So yeah, and excited what? about what we have out uh, coming up. I want to redo your your page here. I do whatever you want to do. If anybody doesn't know the musical intro that Chip did that for me. So if you guys like that, Chip did it. If you don't like it, Chip did that. So there you go. Well, I'll just tell everybody what I always say. I, I met you for 10 minutes and I knew you were a star, kiddo. No, seriously. Aww, you, so you have, I don't embarrass you, but I will. You have that it thing that just, you can't stop. teach, you know, stop. no, you do, you do. You're just naturally curious. 
you're you're friendly, you're you're open to ideas, but you'll all you don't suffer fools, mm. which is people want. People want advocates for them in this medium. They want people that you know that not to back down from the things they believe in. And you know, it's um I, you know, I mean, I still tell people, and I hate to admit it, that I did my pillow ads at one point. I know. I admit it too. I did it. I did it before you with Brett, and then we stopped. And I was like, no, the pillow sucked. And I'm not not. And it's not the whole Mike Lindell Trump thing. The pillows just weren't that good. They, they sucked. Did. Yeah. They did and suck, I was looking so. for one to put to my head the other day. So when I put a gun to it, I could, you know, <laughs> stop, keep the volume going. Stop, anyway, stop. Um, no, but yeah. So yeah, every Wednesday. That's great. Perfect. I love it. Thank All you right, so good. much for having me here, right, Kim. Well, Thank you. I know. Kim, let's say bye again. There's Kim. Hi. Hi, Chip. Hi, Chip. <laughs> I, okay. I watched your show the other day when you were solo. You did great. Oh, no. I, you want to talk about somebody that has I'm a, a bit McAllister. of a placeholder for the real superstar he next to me over here. But not. it's all right. You know, no. we do what we can to keep the show rolling because it's important to us. So absolutely. And I love yeah. having the conversations. I love the fact that you're going to be on Wednesday. Yeah. So again, find Chip, Chip Franklin, what the Franklin, the link is in the show notes. And we will see you, my friend, next week. All right. Bye. Thanks, Bye, Chip. All right. So yeah, that, that's Chip Franklin. Um, very talented. And again, he can't stop working. Did you hear what he said though? I did. He's going to work with Lee. I know. I love it. I love it too. <laughs> I'm just excited to see what I happens. I took myself out of that conversation, by the way, because I think people miss the two of you together. Oh, Stan. And I thought it, it was, a, I wanted to hear the conversation between you two. So I'm glad I did that because that was really fun. And well, I think it's when cool he comes on Wednesdays though, you're going to have to come also. Yeah, and it'll, it'll be know. a, I'll hang out. It'll be a threesome. As they Hello say. and good right. morning. Um, I know you have headlines. <laughs> Let's do. just do a couple because then I'm going to end on a very happy note because I loved this story very, very much. And before I go to the story, obviously before I go to the headlines, um, when I read stories like this, I'm like, why didn't it happen sooner? Why did it not happen sooner? Um, okay. Oh, what are we looking at here? Sorry, I was trying to prepare. I want to play a video for you guys, the first okay. story in news. Well, let so me do let your me, intro first. I'll Let's take see. it off the screen so that we can, yeah. Here's now, the intro. from around the world to up your street, the Nikki Maduro Show presents News Czar Kim McAllister. All right, what's this? All right, so here we go. There was chaos in the house today after Hunter Biden made a surprise appearance at his contempt of Congress hearing. After sitting for a few minutes, the president's son stormed out of the hearing just as Republican Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia was about to speak, Hunter did not answer questions as he left, accompanied by his legal team. Here's a little bit of what happened here in the House oh, today. I can't wait. Let's first see. of all, my first question is who bribed Hunter Biden to be here today? That's my first question. Um, second question, you are the epitome of white privilege, coming into the Oversight Committee, spitting in our face, ignoring a congressional subpoena to be deposed. What are you afraid of? You have no balls to come up here. And Mr. Woman, Chairman, point of inquiry. Mr. Chairman. Um, if the, the lady recognizes. If the general lady wants to hear from Hunter Biden, we can hear from him right now, Mr. Chairman. Let's take a vote and hear from Hunter Biden. What are you afraid of? Hold on, shut up, woman. Order, Is women allowed to speak in here or no? Are women allowed to speak in here or no? you keep interrupting I'll interrupt the chairman. I don't know that he's a lady. Um, well, so right after that, Marjorie Taylor Greene says, let's hear from him right now. And yes. she starts spouting off her nonsense and he gets up and he leaves. That's it. I mean, again, no. I, I, if, if I was Hunter, I would have said, I've been like, let's go because it's public, right? The cameras are there. Why didn't he sit? I, I would have 
taking him up on it. Mm. But again, for her to be like, you don't have the balls when he's literally whatever. Um, that was Nancy Mace, by the way, oh, Republican that's Nancy representative Mace. of South that's Carolina. Nancy Mace. Yeah, that's I didn't know Nancy what she looked Mace. like. I know the name. I didn't know the face. Um, let's let's let me read again. We heard it from her mouth, mm. but here's what she said exactly. You are the epitome of white privilege coming into the oversight committee, spitting in our face, ignoring a congressional subpoena to be deposed. What are you afraid of? You have no balls. Like what? Well, one classless, right? Again, the devolving of any sort of just decorum is gone, which, you know, whatever. I mean, it's not the most important issue, but Jesus, Lord almighty. Um, but he's right there. I, I, God, if I was Senator Biden, he should have been like, okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Everybody's watching. It's this is that's the open what he wanted. Forum for which I was looking for. It was, a, right? it was a missed opportunity for Hunter, which also doesn't look good for him, in, in my honest opinion. She absolutely. He should have been like, okay, uh, does Jim Jordan want to answer to his subpoena, or is he spitting in your face, chick with balls? You know what I mean? Like, give me a break. Well, they're calling it a PR stunt, a Hunter Biden PR stunt. Oh, but, oh, that's what they're calling it. Well, yeah. he should have stood up and been like, let's do it right now. Absolutely, he should have. Yeah. So that's what happened in the Capitol today. Wow. So to that was pretty good. That video. was pretty good. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, former President Trump, here's a picture of him because we can't do a story without that nah. mug on the screen, will not be allowed to deliver closing arguments Thursday in his civil fraud trial in New York. The case's judge, the judge overseeing the case, I should say, told Trump's lawyers today he did not respond to requests to agree to precondition. Trump, of course, charged with defrauding banks by inflating his net worth on Trump Tower, Mar-a-Lago, and other properties by billions of dollars to get better interest rates on loans. Mm. Another video for you. Okay. I know. This is a video-heavy newscast. I love it. Right? I love it. I love it. I love it. This is, I'm going to play this one without sound. Oops, I have to take Trump picture. Sayonara, yeah. sucker. Sayonara. Okay. <laughs> this is the secret prayer tunnel. Have you seen this? <gasps> I heard, I read, I read an article about this. This is a weird story. What's going on here? So I'll read the story as you watch the video, but nine Orthodox Jewish worshipers, worshipers were arrested in New York City in this dust up over a secret prayer tunnel. Look at the that tunnel. The brawl yeah. broke out when a cement truck showed up at Shabbat Lubavitch uh, World Headquarters in Brooklyn. This was Monday afternoon. This concrete was sent by the city to fill in a makeshift passageway secretly being dug out to expand the synagogue. So look at this fight. I mean, <laughs> They benches thrown and now they're fighting they with officers the... or not each other. They're just fighting with people that are trying to shut down the tunnel or something. Right. Like that, right. Yeah. Yes. Look at the the benches are going up upside down and the people are. Apparently wow. they 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 started digging this tunnel, I believe, during COVID because they wanted to get mm -hmm. into the building. Um, yeah, that's a really it's a weird odd yeah. story. But again, it's I was not... also reading it. Um. It 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 uh it compromises the integrity of the building. Like you can't just be building tunnels and then things can collapse. So it's yeah. dangerous as well. So wow. that's crazy. For the first time, well, since 2009, General Motors sold more vehicles in the United States than China. The oh, automaker sold 2.2 million vehicles in China, which was a 9% decline from 2022. But U.S. sales jumped by 14% to 2.59 million vehicles delivered domestically. The automaker has been losing sales consistently in China since 2017 when they sold more than 4 million vehicles. Wow, so. okay. 
authorities in Los Angeles have now closed the investigation into the death of Friends star Matthew Perry. Matthew Perry. Mm-hmm. Perry died October 28th from acute effects of ketamine. Ketamine is a drug used to treat depression. It can also be used recreationally. I didn't know it was used to treat depression. Yeah. Ketamine therapy depression. is yeah. making the, the rounds, yeah. Three months after he was found unresponsive in a hot tub at his home, investigators now will no longer be looking into his death. The Los Angeles County Medical Examiner Coroner, which has now closed its investigation, writes in a press release, other factors contributed to the 54-year-old's death, including drowning, uh, coronary artery disease, and the effects of a drug commonly used to treat opioid use disorder. Mm. The medical examiner found no ed- evidence of alcohol or other drugs in his system, and his death has been ruled an accident. Yeah, it's so freaking sad. It's so sad. In Los Altos today, they're tearing down this building, mm. destroyed by fire. It went up in flames Christmas morning, and it has been declared unsafe. Santa Clara County fire officials say it, it's at risk of collapsing now. So the eastbound section of El Camino Real is closed, but it will reopen as early as tomorrow. Once demolition is complete, investigators can get to work on finding out what caused that fire. You remember this? The windows just in high winds oh, were yeah, in San Francisco falling out of these high rises. So now San Francisco is taking new steps to make sure skyscrapers are safe. All buildings from 1999 on will now be required to have window inspections every five years. This comes after high winds broke several windows last year, sending glass crashing to the ground. Owners will have to do visual checks every five years and a more comprehensive inspection every 10. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Things are just blowing off buildings, planes, geez. Lastly, yeah, Sopranos. Today marks the 25th anniversary of the debut of The Sopranos oh, on HBO. To commemorate the anniversary, HBO has released never-before-seen footage of the show on their streaming service, Max, and a new TikTok page that features a recap of some of the episodes. The Sopranos lasted six seasons, won 21 Emmys, while its star James Gandolfini passed away in 2013. Yeah, I like that. Did you watch for you a, a Sopranos watcher? No, I never watched it. Really? Because oh. I n- wouldn't pay for HBO. Oh, I think it's on another streaming service at this point, or is it still just on HBO? I feel like you could watch it anywhere now. Yeah. I, bet, I bet you you could, maybe. Never watched one episode, people? Mm-hmm. Never watched It was watched really good. Yeah. Me um, and OCB were together. I know it was really good, but I wasn't paying for HBO back then or now. So you've never had HBO? No. So, but when you I watched Game of had, Thrones. You had because you you said I needed to, so I did buy what was it, Max, whatever it's on, yeah, for a certain amount of time. But after and I watched it, it, I you canceled it. <laughs> I might because that show you got me hooked into you, you with The Last of Us. Remember that oh, one? Yes, yes. Isn't that yes, also yes. on HBO Max it's, or Max or whatever it is? I don't know. I have them all, so it's hard for me to keep. So that. now I'm at, I might have to re up just to watch the next season of that show. I'll probably wait till the whole thing comes out so I don't have to do week by week. Yeah. Then I can just binge watch it and get it over with That's and cancel it again. It. Yeah. yeah. John said I started watching The Sopranos a few weeks ago. Quit 30 minutes into the first episode. Maybe I'll stick with it and see. I did the same thing with Game of Thrones. I watched the first episode of Game of Thrones, I think, three times before I just kept going. And I liked the first episode. I just, I just kind of like didn't keep going. And then when I started, I couldn't stop. My husband's actually just started 
watching Game of Thrones again. I'm not doing it with him. I just binge watch How to Get Away with Murder again. Such a good series uh, with Viola Davis. Oh, God, it's so good. Uh, but yeah, it's it's pretty, pretty good. All right, I'm going to do one quick story. Oh, that's Kim McAllister's news. Yeah. Thank, oh, you, thank you, thank and you. And we're crowdfunded and the Nikki Maduro shot, dot, shot com, the <laughs> Nikki Maduro dot show. Let me just recenter. The Nikki Maduro show dot com. That's where the Patreon link and the yes. PayPal link is. And I'm Kim McAllister. And it is the Nikki Maduro show. Jazz right. hands. There we go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank mm. you. All right. This one quick story. This is what I don't understand. Um, and I'm going to say this. I, I never understood it even before I got a dog. Okay. Even before I got a dog, I didn't understand how people would do this. Okay. Um, but it, it, there was a happy ending for princess. Let me show you a picture. This is princess. Now look at this freaking dog. Oh, hi, princess. Look at this pretty princess. Okay. Um, she has spent nearly her whole entire life in the Sonoma County animal services shelter. Oh yeah. She's two years old. So for pretty much her whole life in March, of 2022, her owners surrendered her as a puppy after discovering they just couldn't properly care for the strong, energetic dog. Uh, she was briefly with another family in an adoption attempt, but was returned. Don't understand this. And so she needed someone more experienced. And that's obviously can be difficult to find if you advertise a dog that's highly energetic, needs a lot of attention. Some people are like, I'm not going to take the time to do that. Look at this face. I just don't understand it. Well, here is Princess. Hmm. She has found her forever home. Uh, apparently, uh, this gentleman came and, and picked her up after waiting almost two years to be adopted. Princess found her family. Uh, she's loving, affectionate, sweet. Big shout out to Canine Activity Club. This is what the Sonoma County Animal Services posted. To the Canine Activity Club for fostering and training Princess while waiting to find her forever family. She was, uh, um, she was adopted right before New Year's. She also has another canine sibling. I don't have a picture of that, though. But there she is. Look at that beautiful dog. I just wanted to, to, highlight, to highlight this dog, Princess. It is a big dog. But listen, if you're going to get a dog as a puppy, as a puppy especially, you should have done your research. You should have known what you were getting. I know what I was getting with Nugget. And I've been pleasantly surprised with his behavior and everything else. Um... People sleeping in dog beds article. What is that? I don't know what that is. Uh, it's a well-adjusted dog. Well, they went through training, which is really awesome. I think that you need to do that. Um, Karen says that dog does not look like a hyper dog, like advertised, more like a couch potato. Some people just want to dumb their animals. I don't know about anything like that, but I don't understand how anybody can bring a puppy to a shelter. And just give it up. And puppies are crazy. I think that if you're getting a dog and you're starting with a puppy, you should know that you're going to have a dog that you need a house train, potty train. I was completely, uh, totally spoiled with Nugget. I swear to God, Kim, I think obviously when we first got him, he had some accidents in the home and we had the pee pads. And But I'm telling you, this dog was so smart. We put a bell on the, do on the door to the backyard. And every yep. time we let him out, we hit his paw on the bell. I'm telling you like a week. And to this day, if we if we're that. not on it and he's like, yo, I need to go out, he hits the bell. He doesn't scratch the doors. Very, very smart dog. So I really, really love it. And again, mm -hmm. um, Ms. Organics is my best friend, just adopted a puppy for a family six months ago, but she became sick. Turns out she had terminal cancer. Oh, and only a couple months to live. What's gonna happen? So oh, sad. that's so sad. I'm so sorry, yeah. Ms. Organic. That is really sad. And I don't know what's gonna happen to the dog then, right? 
It's really, really, it's really, really sad, but it's a happy story for princess. I just want to say congratulations. And again, I think cats, cats are the ones that like are overrunning shelters right now. So if you have room in your home, a friend of mine that lives down the street, she just adopted a bunch of, a bunch of cats, fostered a bunch of cats and then ended up adopting two of them. So you need to do it. Yeah. And Kim, Kim's a, you pet sit a lot, Kim. I know that she says doodles are so super smart and they are, they're the best dog ever. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. That so, is our show. Oh, go ahead. Oh, before we go, um, I just want to respond to the human dog bed comment. Okay. Yes. Because apparently this is kind of a thing now oh. where people are spending a lot of money on these beds where you can sleep with your dog in the dog bed, or maybe you just take an afternoon nap. One of them, That's the like original one apparently has like this memory foam bottom so people are some people are even working from their human-sized dog beds you know oh, or just napping in front of the fireplace in your human-sized dog bed if you ever thought to yourself why why can't i have a bed like that i want a dog bed well apparently now you can have it for yourself you know how much they are the original ones were a couple thousand dollars. <gasps> okay, I don't know. There are a bunch of knockoffs now that might not be have like the memory foam and be as comfortable, but they're, I don't know. I, oh, I got obviously says Costco sold them, so I bet they have. Mm -hmm. But that's the best price you're gonna get if you get it at Costco. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love me a nice comfy couch that does look cozy, but again, if it's the, it doesn't look easy to clean unless the cover comes off. I mean, come on. I'm not sharing my, I, I love Nugget. He does not sleep in my bed. Marley lets him sleep in too much room. No. no. No dogs. No dogs. No dogs in my bed. I will cuddle on the couch. The dog can sit on the couch, though, any, any day of the week. I can cuddle you there, but not on my bed. All right, you guys, let's give some thank yous before we end the show. A big thank you to Spencer, who started us off with a $5 super hey, sticker. Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Family. you. Beth coming in with a $20 donation. Woo! Thank you, Beth. Uh, $5 from Harry. Here's for the chipper. And again, if you missed it, mm -hmm. uh, Chip Franklin's going to be joining us every Wednesday. And make sure you go to What the Franklin on YouTube and you can follow his podcasts that are coming. And then another from Doug, a $5 super sticker from you guys, Doug. Thank, thank you, you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, and yeah. then Ren came in with a $10 donation. What? Nikki and Kim, dry January is saving us money. So we're sharing <laughs> the wealth. Thank you both for making our world a better place. Uh, thank thank you. you for making yeah. our world a better place. Absolutely. I love you guys so, so very much. We'll be back mm -hmm. tomorrow. But of course, do not leave YouTube. The Mark Thompson Show with the Kim McAllister mm -hmm. is going to be on. And then stay for the after party live right after Mark Thompson, Kim, and John Daly. All right, you guys. I love you. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Nikki, you're all so awesome. You sprout like a beautiful blossom. You're all so the best. I really can't rest. You're all so awesome. <laughs>